With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, chat? What is up, Matt? We are back once again. Two to tango. Number eight. You have seen Noche edition. Sean Strickland is champion edition. How are we feeling, Matt? How does it feel to be a part of this universe? Oh, man, that's a good way of putting it because who would have thought that? I mean, nobody thought. Nobody thought that Sean Strickland was going to be able to really dominate a five-round fight against Stylebender. It's insane. <laughs> It's so insane you decided to wear a shirt today, Chad's noticing. I know, man. It's uh, it's uh, NFL season, so I had to rep my guy. Oh, Zach oh, Wilson, wow, a Zach baby. Wilson shirt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that is your guy now. I mean, yeah, we should talk about that before we get in the MMA. Uh, you lost your boy. Four snaps in. You lost your new mans. I know, man. It was honestly unbelievable. I mean... Like that, that atmosphere, you know, before the game, it was a 9-11 game. You know, uh, they had the American flags coming. You see Aaron Rodgers running out with an American flag, the stadium going wild. And like the, the atmosphere was just insane. Everyone's so hyped up for the season. And then four plays into the game, Aaron Rodgers blows out his Achilles. It took all the air out of the entire stadium. And everybody was bumming for a while, man. I, were, I mean, we're still bumming about it. Yeah, I mean, you still win. You would still bounce back to win the game with Zach Wilson at QB. I mean, there's something about that team. They just keep winning with him somehow. Yeah, that that's what I loved most about it. The way that the team like rallied behind it, and like you know, Zach went in there. You know, he made some mistakes, but Brees, he was just handing the ball to Brees Hall, throwing it up to Garrett Wilson. And then in the end of the day, defense wins championships. And the Jets' defense is looking amazing, man. I'm so pumped for this Jets' defense. Yeah, Jets' defense, one of the best in the league. And I'm, I'm bummed about it, too, because as a Packer fan, I was I was going to get a first-round pick if he played every snap this year, you know? Now I get a second. Like, that's a bummer. Know. And, I mean, I didn't want to see him go out this way. I wanted to see him just stink, stink. I didn't want to see him get hurt, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it kind of sucks, but I love this team, and I got faith in Zach Wilson. You know, he's he had his growing pains, but you got to hope that he learned enough, he got mentored enough, you know, uh, by Rodgers, and that, you know, he's more mature now. And, uh, you know, all we need for him is to not lose the games. Just don't lose the games. Hand the ball to Brees Hall, throw it up to Garrett Wilson, let the defense keep, you know, do play their best, and we'll we'll win football games. Yeah, I think that he he did look a little better in Monday's game. He looked a little more composed. Chad saying famous last words, uh, believing in Zach Wilson, but I thought he looked a little more composed. He wasn't making like the completely boneheaded plays that he was last year. 
Yeah, except one time he had a horrible, you know, interception throw. But, uh, but you know, he that's it. He's it reminds me of the team, you know, with uh, Sanchez back in the day. You know, you just hope that Sanchez wouldn't lose the game for you. But, you know, I'm I'm hoping Zach could get us to the playoffs, and we get to the playoffs, we make a run, and uh, you know, in the end of the day, I'm excited for Jet, to watch Jets football. So that's what matters most. Yeah, with that defense, I feel like you'll be you'll still be in the talk at the end of the season. You'll at least be competitive in every game. This week will be the test against the Cowboys. Oh yeah, man. That's uh, we got to get it back from the Giants, man. The 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 fucking Cowboys just beat down the Giants 40 nothing. I'm definitely having fun talking some shit to Giants fans around the gym. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, now you got to get one back for the city. The city can't go out sad. Yeah, yeah, and then I got to talk a lot of shit to Billy Q. You know, he's a big Bills fan, so uh, whenever the Jets-Bills play, we're always uh, jawing back and forth. Um, so I got – whenever, like, one of my friends, uh, their team loses, I'm, I get so excited to send out just one tweet, and it's just a you bumming question mark. And I send it every time, and for some reason, it just gives me so much joy just to say – you bumming because i know he's bumming <laughs> yeah i like to i like just to tweet and say you know everyone's awfully quiet that was tweeting at me earlier even if no one at all was tweeting at me earlier because <laughs> there's always a guy that'll reply and apologize and be like i don't i don't recognize you i don't remember you at all but he's apologizing i'll take it yeah man it's uh football season is here and it's a it's a great time of the year um I'm actually going down uh, to Tampa uh, on Sunday. I'm going Sunday morning. I'm going to go see my mom down there, go beat up Billy Q, train with uh, Matt Arroyo, uh, Dan Rawlings, and um, the Teza boys, my, one, of my, one of my sponsors, Teza, they actually hooked me up with uh, some Bucks tickets. So Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my mom to a Bucks game. Uh, it's been a while since I watched the football game live, so I'm excited. Dude, that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be awesome. Who are they playing? Uh, uh, I think they're playing the Bears. Oh, oh. Well, then you're gonna watch the Bucks. Pos- the Bucks possibly go to two and zero because the Bears fucking suck. The Bears are ass. We yep. just stomped a mud hole in the Bears, ruined their entire year. They're like <laughs> broken now. They they don't know how to bounce back. Yeah, your your quarterback looked pretty good too, huh? Pretty good, pretty good for the young guy that Aaron Rodgers hated. Pretty good, pretty good. If Aaron Rodgers hated him, he must really not be cool. I mean, it was something like he didn't hate him. He just hated that he they picked him. Like, they were friends, but it was always just like, I still hate that they picked you, bro. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, very weird, very weird. But uh, yeah, going down to train, going down to train in Tampa with Billy Q, that's going to be a lot of fun. Get some different looks at a different gym. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm honestly, th- this week, I'm turning the corner. Like, uh, I'm feeling in shape. Um, you know, my weight's uh, getting there. You know, we're not exactly where we want to be. But uh, since I, like, I get older and older, it's harder to get under 180. Like, Oh, yeah, like, I imagine. Like, that's like my first hurdle. And uh, this morning, 179. So, I, you know, we're under 180. We're under 180. And, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of jujitsu and I love jujitsu. And so I always like to get like uh, 
my grappling cardio first. You know, once I get my grappling cardio in, um, you know, everything else kind of falls into place. And uh, right now we're turning the corner and feeling good. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me because when you watch a, a UFC fight, they're always like, "Oh, the, it can be exhausting on the ground like this." But if you start doing that, it won't be so exhausting. That that's actually really smart. Yeah, man, look at you. Uh, how's your training going? You get any uh, any bag work in? I I get out there like every once in a while. I just can't I can't quit the Pepsi. It's killing me. It's killing me. I gotta quit the Pepsi. One of these days I'm gonna wake up and I'm just gonna snap out of it. But for that's now I just that's an easy fix, man. Just chug water. Oh, I mean, I got this too. I got the water and the Pepsi. I like mix it in. I try to mix it in. That's what my doctor said to do. But no, I get out there, I, I punch around, I punch around, but I'm I feel like I got to actually go to a gym, you know, like I got Rufus near me. I feel like I actually got to go there and have someone tell me what to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it, anything really. I mean, when you like, like, you know, make the intention to pack the bag, get ready, get in your car, listen to some music and then go somewhere to do something. You're always going to be more focused than going to a gym. That's it. That's half the battle is walking through the doors and you just got to, you know, dedicate yourself, man. And you don't, you don't like to lift weights or anything. I got, I got some weights. I actually, I, I like lifting dumbbells. That's what I like doing. I like just lifting the dumbbells. That's what I like doing. At your house again? Yeah, at my house. I pretty, I don't really leave the house for much. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a homebody. They call me. See that that's the thing. You got to find a gym too. find a gym, you know, get on, get on some, get your test levels tested, get on some TRT and then just start tossing some fucking weights around, bro. Dude, I, I, me and Harry, we always talk about that. We're like, what, what if we just, what if we get on a cycle? Let's get on a cycle for a couple months. Let's see how shredded we get. Let's see what happens to us. Hey, you know, when the time is right. <laughs> Oh, Harry's gonna show up to the grappling match with Jimmy, just totally shredded. We have to give him a, a pre-fight drug test. Oh man, yeah, the the that poster came out, and my brother just starts sweating. Man, he starts sweating. Um, but I'm gonna make him go to Sarah BJJ and make him uh, at least you know two times a week put the gi on. Uh, Sarah BJJ has a really good uh, intro program, so it's like all white belts. And uh, they got a good crowd, too. And it's all different people like, like uh, you know, college kids, uh, cops, you know, just all different uh, hobbyists. And you learn, you know, the basics of jujitsu. You need to do it. And and I'm, once he starts going to uh, jujitsu, I think he'll really fall in love with it. And then I'm going to start promoting that uh, that match that they're having. But not until he goes to jujitsu class. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not until he's got got his uh, his white belt around his waist at least. Yes, yes. But you know, it's been a lot of fun watching Harry's like journey, you know, walking in the gym, becoming like friends with everyone at the gym, actually like getting into the sport himself, fighting with the guys, stuff like that. It's very fun to watch as a a bystander. Yeah, and you know, that that's what it is. Like at the gym there's a lot of like different cool people from all walks of life. And everybody's just there to to train and, and get better and help each other. And Harry was like that right when he got in there, man. He was like talking to everyone. He knew MMA, so he was like, you know, cool, fun to talk with and uh, helping us all. You know, he's helped me out with a lot of like video stuff. 
and uh, he's a cool ass dude, and he trains hard. He works hard, you know, when he can keep his body healthy. And that's- <laughs> yeah, that's his only problem. Is he he takes a kick to the leg and his leg falls apart. <laughs> that's half the battle, man. Is uh, staying healthy because uh, this this isn't easy, you know. This stuff, uh, especially at law, you know, I always. Law MMA is like a fighter's gym, man. Like you could walk in there and you could just smell the blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, and it's it's like a gritty gym too. And uh, you know, it's it's you're kind of thrown into the shark tank there. But now we're starting to get uh, you know entry level like classes, and uh, you know we're definitely welcoming to everyone. Uh, but it's a it's a gritty gym. You know, Sarah BJJ, I would say, is is run like. Uh, uh, more for for intros and hobbyists and stuff and they have the whole intro program and then you move into the advanced class um and uh you know but they're both awesome man it's, i love it yeah that's awesome i, I feel like I, I gotta i just gotta get in the gym i blew, I blew it so many times i went to like a local show and they on your ticket they said it would give you a free month at the gym and i just never did it that's how lazy I am. I never took advantage. Well, you know, you'll know when the time is right. You know, like when you when you take a sip of that Pepsi and then you just like get a cramp in your like arm and you're just like, fuck, man, I got to get something's got to change. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it's not too bad, but you'll you'll know when the time is right. See, the problem is last year I almost got robbed. Guy pointed a gun at me and I was just like, I had been hitting the bag in the garage for a while. So I wasn't scared. I was like, I'm not giving you anything. Like, leave me alone. And ever since then, I'm like, I don't even need to train. I'm already psycho. I don't have to do nothing. That's ballsy, man. He pulled the gun on you and you weren't shook at all. It, it, it looked like a really crappy gun. So I, I thought it was fake. I thought it was so I was just like not afraid of it. And it turned out it was because I read when he, he got ended up getting arrested and he claimed it wasn't even a real gun. So oh. I was right. I was right. And I should have swung on him. Hey, I should have got in a fight right there. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, man. Fake it till you make it. That's right. That's right. That uh, that reminds me of a story. I, I got to tell it. Um, so it was my brother's wedding, the cheese rollers wedding. And the after we went to the after party and uh, the after party, uh, I guess like something happened, like Sky, uh, my brother's uh, wife at the time, like forgot her ID and they like wouldn't let her in. But they paid for like a whole after party there. And like, what do you mean? Like, this is the bride. Like, you're not going to let the bride in and just like get like gotten to a huge thing. And eventually uh like they let her in but uh but cheese roller was was definitely a little drunk definitely a little pissed off <laughs> and uh and something happened and uh one of the one of the bouncers like grabs like like grabs uh jimmy and then and then i go in there and like i grab that bouncer and then uh my other buddy grabs another bouncer and then i, I remember I, I foot swept the bouncer i didn't throw one punch but I come in here and I just grab him by his neck and grab him right under his thing. And I, I feet sweep him and I got him on the ground and I just point at him like, stop, stop. I got this. I got this. But my brother's still like tossing around like bouncers on him. And uh, Billy Q's there, too. And then one bouncer comes over and he's got a holster. And I didn't I didn't see if it was a gun or not, but he pulls out from the holster and he points it at, uh, at Billy Q. <laughs> he points it at Billy Q. And Billy Q just puts his hands up 
because we're thinking it's a gun or whatever. It ended up being a taser. Oh, so no. He, Billy Q puts his hands up and he points it at Billy Q. And then he just turns to my brother and just shoots him and it shoots a taser at Jimmy. And then uh, we all like, like I jump on them again and like we shuffle into like a hallway and then they have him and they're trying to handcuff my brother. I grab the guy's hand and I'm not letting him handcuff him. And I'm like, I got him. I got him. And then eventually I got Jimmy out of there. And then we all just start leaving the, the bar and like, uh, like just, yeah, we all, we all got out of there. <laughs> and this was, you, you had a scheduled after party here. You didn't make yeah. it to that. Yes. The cheese roll got tased after his wedding. <laughs> that's, that's so sick. At his own after party. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was a good story. I can't believe I can't believe a security guard is allowed to carry a taser. I don't I don't think that's yeah, legal. It was, it was like South Carolina. I don't know, man. That's but, uh, that's a that's a little <laughs> little crazy. Yeah, yeah, good times. Good oh man, time. they're talking about the little aliens in chat. We should talk about that before we get into the fights. I mean, what do you, what do you think about the little aliens down in Mexico? Dude, it looks exactly like ET. Right. So they they knew about aliens the entire time and they just made E.T. like look like the real aliens. But then also it's a, the Mexican government and it looks like it's a paper mache alien. Like I looked at, like I could probably make an alien better than that. You know, I did. I did read some scientists say that they were thinking that it could have been like altered, altered. I guess there's some kind of creature or something from back then or something from long time ago they could have altered the corpses with animals mm. and stuff like that but i don't know like you said it looks like et and I, I always got this belief that they sneak stuff into movies like alien technology and they're just, they put it into movies so you don't think it's real but it's real so predictive e predictive programming Yes, that's it. He knows. He knows. I know, man. And I also know something else is going on because they have to distract us with the aliens. That is true. That is true. What are they hiding? What are they hiding? They're hiding. As long as it doesn't come to Long Island, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I, keep, I stay in my own bubble. I like to, I don't believe anything. Um, and, uh, but I like to listen, just, you know, thought, thought provoking. I don't believe anything, though. And as long as it stays out of my bubble, whatever. Imagine the aliens come to Earth and the only place they land is Long Island, <laughs> like four blocks away from your house. <laughs> then we're going to be chilling, man. Then we're going to be chilling. <laughs> Did the alien? No, now that I think about it, that is like where the aliens would go. They would end up in Long Island. They would be hey. trying to go to like New York City. They'd end up in Long Island and they have a way better time. Oh yeah, man! I'll take them out on the boat. You know, we can drink some Happy Dads. Uh, we could play some badminton. Uh, the aliens would love it. Give them a nice treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so we got some other news here. We got some other news here. Uh, we got we got, we have UFC fighter. He's arrested in Thailand for kidnapping. Crazy yeah. story. He had a fight scheduled next month, October seventh. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, you know, where, where's this guy from? We got to find – he's got to be, like, some, like uh, – I'm like, pulling this up. Let's hear. He's His name is Kusain Ashkabov. He was in Thailand. I believe he is 
Oh boy, when I search when I search in my Google, it says internet personality first. Uh, that's that, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, born Chechnya, Russia. Oh, Nationality man. French Russian. That sounds like somebody that'll kidnap you. Yeah, so it says here, and his twin brother arrested for kidnap, torture, extortion in fuck it, Thailand. Uh, it looks like they, uh, so they arrested in connection with three Kazakh nationals, forced their way into an Italian man's via at a resort, and extorted him for money. So that's that's wild. That is, man. I mean, I know Thailand is uh, is definitely... Like uh, when I was out there, there was always cops and stuff and I would be on my scooter and stuff. And whenever I would go by a cop, they'd always like flag me, like flag me down and search my scooter. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you can uh, you can like probably bribe your way out of most things. But I would say kidnapping, you probably can't bribe your way out of that. No, especially as like a foreigner. I feel like they don't play like that. They really, they don't fuck with foreigners that break laws. Like they really punish them, right? I, I, I would assume. Oh yeah, I mean, I think now uh, uh, marijuana is like like decriminalized out there. But when I was there, it was like if you got caught with like weed, you you would like be sent to like jail forever and had to go in the pro in the in the in the prison fights to get out. Um, but so that's why, you know, you have to be very careful out there. But I think, you know, they're getting, uh, you know, better more and, and with all that. Um, and they caught this this kidnapper and his twin brother, some twin power kidnapping. Um, yeah. And I think he had a UFC fight before and it it was one of those where he he was 23 and 0 going into it and then he lost so he looked so bad. Everyone was like, hmm, don't know if that record is real, you know? Yeah, yeah he got fraud checked, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So people were looking forward to his fight because they wanted to see him get fraud checked again. Yeah, well, he's probably going to Thai prison, so maybe we'll, we'll see him in the prison fights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because they, they, they canceled his fight, so we're assuming, yeah, probably be in jail next. Yeah, I feel like if you're a fighter and you're gonna do be a criminal, you got to just go to Thailand because then you could do the prison fights and fight your way to freedom. Yeah, yeah. it's like the one place you got a way out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got one one last thing before we get into the the fight fights. Uh, we got a merger here. The UFC merges with the WWE. Uh, they they said the stated goal of making every UFC fan a WWE fan, every WWE fan a UFC fan. Uh, they want events packaged the same location and weekend, and a direct path for aging UFC fighters to transition to the WWE. So big steam could be a WWE champion someday. Uh, no man, I I think that that sounds awesome. Honestly, uh. You know, I think the the fan bases definitely do cross over, um, and it's you know we're we're fighting, but we are also entertainers as well. Um, and I would that would be fun as shit to do WWE. Like I would I would have that nice choke slam, maybe do a couple Stone Cold stunners, maybe a rock bottom here or there, um, and just, it would be cool, man. Just biting everyone else's finishers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I no, I think that would be awesome. I've 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 wanted uh, Daniel Cormier to go up against Brock Lesnar in WWE for a while because they had that beef for a little bit. They couldn't do it in the UFC. Why why not do something at the WWE? Hey, you know, now with this merger, I think that's probably uh you know a good a good option and something they they can do. Um, but like you, they're saying uh, fighters transitioning over to WWE. What do you think about WWE wrestlers transitioning over fighters? Another like uh, CM Punk uh, crossover. I mean, I feel like Dana. Dana has such a sour taste in his mouth from the CM Punk thing, you know, because he yeah. really tried to market him as like an actual UFC star type thing. Yeah, you know, I'm waiting for a, a wrestler, a WWE wrestler, to like step up and be like, "I want to fight." I do know uh, Thunder Rosa at AEW, a woman, a woman. She was the woman's champion. She's got some MMA fights. I think she went. She challenged um, Amanda Nunez. She said, "I'll walk in the gym and fight you whenever." <laughs> hey, you know they're they're talkers. Talk is cheap. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would, I would like to see that. I don't know who would, but there's, there's a lot of them. They're, they're built. You know, they are. They all are, but they're all on steroids too. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's not gonna happen. Uh, but I mean, it's curious to see what, uh, you know, kind of, you know, mergers they're gonna do. Uh, if they're gonna, maybe the UFC is gonna up their, uh, up their like. Uh, their promotion or their walkouts, you know, that, that would be cool if the UFC could do, would do like a WWE walkout or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be awesome. I feel like, uh, I feel like we're going to see some interesting things with this partnership. People seem a little, a little sour on it right now, but I think, I think we're going to, I'm going to wait, take a wait and see approach here. I am interested though. Cause I, I read Vince McMahon has veto power over UFC stuff now. Don't know what that means. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, and I saw like Dana White like talking about it, and he just says it just makes us so much more powerful. Like he's like a Sith Lord, like just rising. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like they, they took a group photo together, all the new people at the merger, and Dana's just there with like his hands like this in the background. <laughs> he's like, I'm 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 running all of this. This is my I'm, show. I have so much power. <laughs> and, and then they used that power to release Derek Brunson. Last yeah. night he had a fight scheduled, another guy with the fight scheduled. A uh, pretty big fight too. I forget. Yeah, he's fighting a uh, Roman. Roman. Yeah, Delizze. yeah. Roman Delize. Yeah, now Delize is trying to fight. I think um, Dustin Poirier. I believe other people. He's calling out some top names. Hey, Roman. Roman just wants a fight. I know that I was talking to him last time I was in Vegas, and he was. It's been a hard time for him to find opponents, and he finally got this fight for MSG, and then Brunson pulls out. And now, now he's left without an opponent again. So Roman is down to fight anybody. So hope somebody will step up and uh, and fight him. Hopefully, um, but it's curious. Like, like why do you think the UFC would just cut Derek Brunson? Like he pulls out of a fight, and then they just kind of cut him. That's uh, it's kind of messed up. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And I mean, I know he's older. He is thirty nine, but I maybe. Harry thought maybe he like failed a medical test or something. He failed a drug test and just didn't want to 
have that on the record or something and would rather walk away than have that. Yeah, that that could be possible. There's definitely a story that uh, that we're gonna hear about soon, and it'll be interesting. And I also saw uh, Tisha Torres got cut too. Um, so I mean, she's those are two fighters who've been with the UFC for a long time, and then they uh, they just kind of get cut randomly. Uh, the, you'd hope that there's some reasoning behind that, because you know you kind of hope that the UFC would treat some of their veterans a little bit better than that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something going on there, or it could be like a PFL thing. I don't know. That whenever someone leaves the UFC, everyone's always in the replies saying he'll be in the PFL in a few months, you know? Yeah, right. Or, or yeah, it used to be Bellator, now it's PFL. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just Dana White just using all his power. <laughs> we might have to have a Photoshop, Photoshop him into like a Sith Lord outfit. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, speaking of the power, I mean, Sean Strickland, he's got all the power in the world right now. He's got the world in his hand from out of nowhere. He wins the belt. We didn't think that would happen. We didn't mm -hmm. ever think that would happen. Uh-oh, I think we lost Matt. I think I'm Matt back. Back. He's back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> Dude, nobody thought that Strickland was going to win, and uh, especially the way he wins. You know, he's, a lot of times you, you say that, like, uh, a fighter could just catch another fighter or, you know, you know, anybody could be caught. But Strickland went in there and beat him for five rounds. You know, he won four rounds to one uh, with essentially, you know, pressure and, you know, one twos like with the basics. It just it just shows how far, you know, grit and, you know, American grit and toughness can take you and can take you to the top like like it did Sean Strickland. So all the props to him. Eric Nixick gave all the credit to his girlfriend. She uh, He said Sean's got a new girlfriend and she's a good woman and made him uh, open to love and realize he could be coachable. Wow. That, hey, that, that's those beautiful. words are insane words to hear. <laughs> that's beautiful. And, hey, I could attest to that. I got Lady Steam upstairs, you know, well, before I met her, I was a fucking wild man. I was, I was out of control, you know. I was fighting amateur. I was going to school, uh, and then I met Lady Steam. You know, I met a woman that I wanted to make happy and and work hard and make her proud and all that. And uh, you know, I definitely definitely dialed me in. And you know, I wasn't out like chasing pussy all day. I had my had my uh, my my wife, you know, <laughs> and and. Uh, it definitely helped me, so it, it probably helped uh, Strickland. Yeah, of all the of all the people to find out they have a girlfriend, I think he's like the one most shocking for me. Yeah, yeah. And then did you see uh, uh, Stylebender went up to Nixick after, and he was like, "You saved that man's life." And I, I guess so. He said that uh, that um, Nixick was picking up Stylebender's reads. So Stylebender was standing in an orthodox stance and he would step back to a southpaw stance and he was throwing a left straight and, and then uh, Strickland was like over parrying. He was over parrying, which was opening up for a same side, left straight, left high kick. And, uh, and Nixick made that read and made that call and said, he's setting you up for same side, high kick, same side, high kick. And I guess Stylebender probably heard that and like probably didn't throw it and, 
it's it's crazy to you know he's uh Nixick is such a good coach man yeah he is like the peak of the sports like him and logo i view is like the one and two and they just trade off the position whoever's been on my tv most recently you know yeah man and uh Nixick is definitely like a different kind of coach too you know he comes from a football background which i love um and uh you know the way he runs his practices are awesome you know any anytime i'm out in vegas i love to go to his classes and get a session with him and uh you know even just seeing him i was i was with uh billy q out in vegas last time and uh we just see nixick in the in the parking lot of the pi and we walk up to him we're like what's up man and then uh, uh billy was getting ready for uh damon jackson and uh he just drops all his stuff and he starts like game planning with like Billy Q, like right in the, right in the parking lot. Like you could just, you could like feel the passion coming off, off of him and it, it, he's great for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. He's a awesome guy. I mean, he always, when you interact with him on Twitter, he always interacts. He, like even if it's like eight, eight, 12 hours later, he'll get back to you. So that's always awesome. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's, coached uh another ufc champion watch him going there and uh coach nanganyu to like knock out um fury, uh, fury tyson fury <laughs> i mean the, the the every time i see fury he's fatter and fatter so i'm oh, starting man. to believe francis is gonna actually knock him out yeah that, that's uh that's in october right uh yeah october i believe 24th two days before my birthday it's my my okay. gift my present nice I should fly out there. I should go to, where is it, Saudi Arabia? I should fly out there for the fight. You definitely should. Underdog should pay for it. Underdog, are you guys in the chat? <laughs> fly me out to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, let me come too. Yeah, yeah, let's all go. Let's all go to Saudi yeah. Arabia. <laughs> so what do we think What do we think is next for, um, I mean, we could do Izzy, we could do Sean, we could do both of them. Are we going to get a rematch? Dana seemed pretty dead set on the rematch, but I'm not really interested in it. I think Izzy needs some time off. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Izzy was one of the most uh, active champions the UFC had, and uh, I think it, it caught up to him. You know, he looked flat. He, You know, Dana kept saying how slow he looked. Um, I th and I think there's still a story behind that because he did his press conference. He didn't say much. Uh, he had his coach uh, talk. But um, I think Izzy's maybe maybe Izzy's still trying to figure out what happened himself. Um, so I think once Izzy comes to that realization of what happened, I think he'll address address the public and uh, you know take his time off. Sometimes when you take a little time off, you uh, it kind of makes everything fresh and uh you you remember why you got into it you know why you fight in the first place why why martial arts helps you so much and uh he'll get back to it but you know sean always wants to fight so he's not gonna wait around for a rematch so i i feel like sean he's he's gonna want to fight someone else for the next one i think he, i think i want i want to see ddp i want to see that fight i think that would be a great fight Two guys that just both completely steamrolled the the last generation of champion fighters. I, I want to see that. That feels like a car crash waiting to happen. Oh yeah, man, Drikus is just—he's massive. I mean, and then watching him, yeah, uh, was it his last fight? He just beat up uh, Whitaker, right? 
Yeah, like, yeah, he just steamrolled him, completely yeah. rolled him. It was shocking, much yeah, like this man. fight. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that that's a that's a fun fight to make. And then I saw uh, Jared Cantonier is. Uh, yeah, is yeah, he called for it. Yeah, he's calling for it, and he has a win over Strickland as well. Um, yeah, and Sean himself said he fought like a pussy in that one. Hated how he fought, deserved to lose that one. So that's another one. We got we got a couple good fights here. I don't think we need to rush the rematch. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Strickland probably fights one of those guys. Hopefully DDP. I think that that one makes a little bit more sense. Um, and hey, it's it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to uh, where they go next with that one. And we had some other fights on that card. Oh, Tai Tuvasa fortunately did not pull it off for us. We're not doing shoeies today. Uh, it got Ezekiel choked by Volk. Volk yeah. looked awesome, man. He looked really good. Yeah, I think he's coming into his own now. You know, he's like 34 years old. I guess he he moved and did his camp in uh, in Vegas uh, for this. He's like really dedicating himself. Like I heard that he said it's now or never. You know, I get that. Um, I think he's uh, and he and he showed it. Uh, so I mean, he's just another uh, like big, tall, like you know, uh, good striker, good jujitsu uh, heavyweight that we could throw in the mix. It's crazy for a guy that size how fast his hands are. Like he, like one, two, three, just comes out blink of an eye, and he's like six, seven. Oh yeah, man, and you know he's been training probably his whole, like his entire life, throwing those combos, and uh, you know speed kills, speed kills. It's uh, you know it's not always about all the power, but it's the speed, the timing, the precision, and uh, and he showed it there for sure. And then uh, Manel Cop, he went out there, got the unanimous decision. Uh, he wants Kai Car France uh, next. Uh, they might, they probably will make that fight. I believe, I believe they said Manel already signed the contract for, <clears throat> for that one. So, yeah, he backed up his talk, man. He backed up his talk. Um, you know, props to that Brazilian guy because that guy brought it as well. You know, I think they got fight of the night. Um, and, uh, you know, taking a short notice uh, fight, you know, is is not always an easy thing, even for Manel, you know, having to switch up everything. Uh, so Manel backed up his talk, got a good win, you know, and, and he called what he wanted. And I respect that, too. You know, if you if you want something, you got to call for it and you got to, you know, go for it. And he did um, his post fight press conference. You know, he did uh, drop the uh, F. Yeah, nah, not allowed to do that one, but a couple guys on the car did that. DC had to do a couple mic snatches that night. I DC know, couldn't I believe it the second time it happened. He just threw his hands up. He was like, <laughs> I'm I'm done with this. He's like, I can't, I'm done. I know, I know. Like you can't do that nowadays. Uh I feel like like they're they're acting like they're still back in like 2000, 2001. Yeah, right. People, people used to send that say that slur all the time. Yeah, um, and then and, and the funniest part is it's not funny, but Manel when Manel was talking, the, he was going so long. I was like, oh man, he's he's actually not doing anything bad. I was like, oh, he's gonna get through <laughs> get through it. He's not gonna say anything. And then boom, and I was like. I was like, no, we Again? were so close. I was like, another so- one, another one. 
was like, I was like, he was like five words away from being done, and he couldn't do it. I know, crazy. And then, uh, Char, uh, was it Chuck, Chuck Buffalo? Buffalo? Chuck Buffalo. And then, and then he does a no stamp apology, and he ends it with Chuck Buffalo loves everybody. So, <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the Chuck Buffalo one. Like I feel like he was he was in that fight that that fight was weird too man uh, yeah yeah like he just couldn't like get the finish like it was weird yeah he well who's gonna guess that uh, uh, Chuck Buffalo what's his name Charlie Raddick yeah Radkey Radkey yeah Radkey who knew that uh, Radkey was gonna go out there and outstrike Blood Diamond yeah yeah but then on the other side Blood Diamond takedown defense was pretty good it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was uh, I'm, I'm, and then and then Chuck's in that fight, and people are booing that he's like kind of just hugging him against the cage, and it's his UFC debut, and then he he gets on the mic. DC goes, "Congratulations on your first UFC win. How do you feel?" And he just starts going off on the audience, and then he calls them all the F slur, and. Uh, it's like and, it's and like then, a it's like a movie, you know? It's like a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's definitely tough, man. Like I remember, uh, like my first couple UFC fights. It's nuts how like you're in a fight, like like in a stadium, like it's crazy. Like you, and then and then right out the bat, they put a mic in your face and you're talking in in the octagon. And then and then as soon as they walk you, they walk you right out. They you see the doctors and then boom, they put more cameras and more microphones right in your face. And then boom, another. And then you're on your media day and it's uh. It's definitely like my brain's been a little scrambled in uh, in those uh, post fight uh, interviews from time to time. Yeah, you you got to win it in the cage, and then you got to nail it outside of the cage. You know, the fight doesn't really end until the night's actually over. You're on your way home. It feels like. Yeah, I think I think that's what the the WWE guys are gonna come and like do a seminar on like trash talk or like like post fight uh, uh, interviews and and all that. Yeah, that would be actually very interesting. Back uh, to this week now, we got UFC Noche. Uh, I mean, this card, I, looking at this card, I just can't think about anything but how many were canceled. How many fights actually got canceled on this card? This is not the card we were supposed to have, people. This yeah, is not right? what we were supposed to have. It's definitely cool that we got a title fight, you know, for free. I think that's uh that's Yeah, that cool. is and awesome. And I guess they're they're in Vegas and they're fighting they're not fighting at uh, they're not fighting at the Apex, they're fighting this at the T-Mobile. That's cool. And we got my boy, my boy Charlie Campbell, the cannibal is is making his UFC debut, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, man, I can't believe he actually got the call. I'm so excited for him. It's actually like a winnable fight, too. Been uh been looking at this uh Alex Reyes guy, been through a lot, dude. He got like E. coli from a shot in his his back or something. It's crazy story. Yeah, I heard that, man. He he hasn't fought in what like six years? Six years. And let me just say, if there's anyone you don't want to fight off like a six-year layoff. It's Charlie. Oh yeah, the cannibal is ready to eat. Um, but yeah, he got a shot in his back. I wonder. It was a, probably a stem cell shot. Stem cell, back. yep. Stem cell shot in his back, and they said it was like infected with multiple things. 
Oof. Yeah. Well, at least they 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 held on to him. They let him get healthy and let him fight back. But uh, this is this is a tough uh, welcome back because my boy Charlie Campbell is ready to eat, man. It's it's so amazing. I'm so happy for this guy. Uh, you know, I, I remember him since he is an amateur coming up. Uh, and now he's like grown into his own. He's a badass man. He's an unbelievable striker. His jujitsu is great. His wrestling is great. Um, you know, and and I think that Alex is is probably gonna try to you know use his jujitsu, use his wrestling because nobody wants to stand with Charlie. And uh, I think this is what Charlie's used to. Charlie's entire career, he's been fighting guys trying to take him down. So he's. 100% ready and I think the short notice is going to work to Charlie's advantage actually because uh you know he's been training uh he was helping out Dylan Dylan the quiet man a lot um and uh and he looks ready man he had his last sparring session with the uh, kid marvelous Justin Montavo um and he's looking good man he's out in Vegas he made weight and uh it's his time MMA champion weight too. He didn't need that extra pound. He made the champion weight on short notice. And yeah, Charlie is one of like the most accurate prospects I've seen. You know, like what he wants to hit, he hits it. If he wants to hit you in a specific spot of your body, he's hitting that specific spot. It's oh yeah, it's very I'm cool to see. That's why they call him the cannibal. He eats up the body. Yeah, and he hits hard too, man. He hits hard. I know when I spar him, I take him. I I try to take him down as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, and fighting fighting him off of like a six six year layoff. Uh, it's like with Jimmy Flick when Jimmy Flick just came back after a long layoff. I feel like guys take that that first hit and they're like, "Wait, I haven't done that in a while. I don't like that now." You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and one one thing about Charlie is that he's fucking he's so funny, man. Um, like. Uh, He's like got the WWE like uh, speeches down. Like he loves to talk, man. I just want him to get this big win and then get the microphone in his face. I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. Uh, like I remember after some of his CFFC fights, you just go, "I'm the man! I'm the man! I'm the man!" And then he goes like, "Jake Paul, I'm coming for your girls. Jake Paul, I'm coming for your girls." Just, <laughs> whatever Charlie's putting down, I'm picking up because uh, he's he's funny ass kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, Charlie rules. And yeah, chat is right. Harry did a leg kick video with him a while back where Charlie was like teaching how to do a leg kick by kicking Harry. <laughs> That's awesome. And hey, Charlie's got leg kick finishes, which is uh, awesome. That's definitely something that I want to have one day is a nice leg kick finish. Um, yeah, leg but... kick finish, a body shot finish. That's what I want someday. Nice body oh, yeah. shot finish. Nice liver kick or a little left hook to the body. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. But oh, so accurate, the leg kicks. He sends them up to the, the upper thigh, you know, where it really hurts up there. Oh, yeah, man. And then another thing about Charlie is, you know, the way he, he came back, he's coming back from that uh, contender series. You know, he was on the contender series, and he took a tough loss against a good, great fighter, Chris Duncan, and he had Chris Duncan hurt. Oh, he had so him hurt. hurt. Bad man, and the ref could have went in there and waved it off right there. And Charlie was in the UFC, but he kept it going. And then Charlie got caught, and he got finished. 
And, um, you know, that, that knockout, uh, that loss definitely affected him a little bit. And, uh, I remember talking with him a bunch about, you know, how I came back from losses and, uh, helping him out. And I actually, uh, hooked him up with a mental coach that I used and he, and he really helped him out a lot. And, uh, and just to see him. And I was always telling him like, trust the process, man, keep working, keep training. You know, you'll be there. You'll be there when the time is right. And, you know, he came back, he fought for CFFC, you know, he got another great win for CFFC. And after that, he got a swag back, you know, he was uh, talking his shit again and, uh, and he's staying in the gym, staying training. And he knew he was on the short list and he got the call and he was ready and uh, props to Charlie Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're super happy to see it. I, I can't wait to watch him fight. And yeah, I remember when he he lost that Duncan fight. He had a pretty bad concussion. He couldn't train for a while, but the second he was allowed to, he's already in there, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's back, baby, and he's gonna he's gonna make a splash. Another, we got another one, another guy in the UFC, which is amazing. Yep, very excited to see that. And we got the main event. We got a rematch here. I just watched the first one. I watched it back again today, and I mean. Valentina, she got an uphill battle here. I think. I know it's this is pretty crazy, man. Because I always, you know, held Valentina like at like best. You know, she's always been one of the best female fighters out there. And uh, Alexa Grasso kind of beat her ass in that last fight. I didn't. I didn't see that coming in the last fight at all. It was kind of like the Izzy fight we just saw where Valentina was sort of waiting to counter and she couldn't get her counter in just because Alexa was so fast. She's hit her three times before Valentina can get the one she wanted. And it's sort of like when you wait for that perfect shot or the one shot you're in your mind you actually want to hit, you miss out on the things that are actually right in front of you. You're right. 100% right, man. Uh, look, at, look at you, Scoob. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up a couple of things. I might have a brain in here. Yeah, that that, that happens to a lot of fighters. They kind of get gun shy, and uh, when you're in there, you got to pull the trigger. You you know, like you said, uh, striking is you know timing, speed, and chance. You know, you gotta you gotta throw the the strikes fast. You gotta have the right timing, and you gotta throw the strikes to have it to have a chance of landing, and. Uh, I, but I think, you know, Valentina, she's got so many Muay Thai fights. So she's been to the top of the hill. She knows and she knows how, she knows what she's doing. You got to think that she's going to make those adjustments and, and get it done. And yeah, she had her moments in the first one. She was getting her takedowns pretty much with ease until the fourth round. But she just really wasn't getting the spot she wanted on the ground. You know, like she likes that crucifix. She couldn't keep her in that crucifix there. It was just mostly like the, the ticky-tack punches on the ground. It wasn't really any elbows, hammer fists, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then she threw that spinning back kick, which got her, got her right? Got, and then Alexa climbed on her back and choked her. Yeah, and you could see, you could sort of see it coming because she, she's she's sending out the spinning stuff most of the fight, and it just kept getting slower and slower every time she did it. You know, so you, you pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. Who who's the favorite this time around? It's Valentina still. She minus one one sixty. Oh, so it's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. I'm I'm surprised by that. I'm gonna be on Grasso here. I I just think she 
she just looked a lot faster to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she Grasso impressed me a lot in that fight because I thought she was done, but she was going to get just head kicked, knocked out. But I, I'm going with Valentina, man. I'm going. I think that she's she's going to get the get the belt back and uh, proclaim herself as as a top dog in that that division. We got to we got to think of a bet for this one, huh? Yeah, we might have to might have to come up with the bet. You're not you're not scared off. What's the record for? 35 year olds fighting for a title they're like three and 27 and all three oh, wins man. are tyron woodley wow wow something you're, you're like pulling, that something crazy the, the statistics that uh that i needed to hear yeah that's the one statistic that always sticks with me whenever someone old fights for the belt i remember that one yeah but i'd be curious to hear how many of those are women oh yeah that that actually is a good point that actually is a good point yeah, she, Valentina doesn't look old. I mean, yeah, she really doesn't look. I mean, she only is six months older than thirty-five, so she's just over the. She's not like the over over the hill, but she does seem like a, she is a gamer. You know, she is a gamer. She is a KGB agent, so she will definitely have the head screwed on right here. Definitely have the game plan. But if if she gets pressed up on the cage, waiting for a shot again, it's gonna be gonna be rough sledding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see, man. I'm going with Valentina, though. Nice. I'm going with Grasso. We'll have to come up with a bet. Maybe we'll we'll come up with one and text it. We'll we'll figure this out. Yeah, the co-main event, though, man. This that one's that one. Uh, Kevin Holland and uh, JDM. Yeah, this is an awesome fight. This one's really fun. Oh man, I love JDM. His boxing is just so crisp. And then you can't not love Kevin Holland, man. That this guy fights anybody, any weight. He talks his shit, uh, and uh, he backs it up. He's another guy that's just like he, he's a gamer, you know. He just goes out there, he has fun. He'll he'll beat you anyway. He just subbed out Michael Chiesa. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's got he's a black belt on the ground. He's got very good striking. Um, and he's been doing this for a minute and he's got, he's got like a crazy amount of fights. He fights like four times a year. Um, at, and he's fought at all different weight classes. Um, and this is going to be a test for, uh, for JDM. Yeah. Major step up in competition. He didn't really look that good against, um, the guy he just fought. What was it? The Basil Hafez fight short notice, of course. But that guy took him down pretty much at will, kept him on the ground most of the fight. Yeah, yeah, that that was a uh, and yeah, that guy was taking a beating though. That was uh, yeah, true, he was. Yeah, I love to see uh, Jack's like striking. His boxing is just so clean, so crisp. You know his hooks, his body work. Um, it's and and I remember in that fight he like kept like sitting for a guillotine or something, mm-hmm. and and he, like he just would never get it. So. And he he definitely learned a lot from that fight, um, and uh, he's got a he's got a tough test in front of him, um, but we'll see, man. I think I think Kevin Holland will pro- is probably the more complete fighter, um, and I, I'm hoping I just want to see the big mouth in there like talking shit to Jack. Yeah, I, I want to see what kind of shit talk he brings for Jack he brings for an Australian guy. Yeah. Right. Who do you got in that one? 
Ooh, I gotta go with my boy Kevin Holland. I mean, where's my? I got all my framed pictures, my framed Kevin Holland pictures here. You know, my big mouth photos. So I should have put this up over here. I didn't even think about nice. that. Nice. But yeah, so I'm gonna go with Kevin Holland here. I'm gonna take my boy. Uh, I think uh, you might you might try to get this on the ground here. You might try to go for another sub. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna stand. I think he's gonna try to. Uh... Because he doesn't, Kevin doesn't do much wrestling, right? I mean, no, he, he, he doesn't, but he's like a, he's a smart guy, you know? Like, if he thinks the wrestling is how he'll win, he'll do the wrestling, you know? Yeah, you'd hope. You would hope. I like that pick. Yeah, then we got, uh, we got oh, the rest of this card, the rest of this card, it just screams we had canceled fights, you know? <laughs> Like a yeah. lot of these people are fighting, like they're they're on their second opponent here. But uh, we got Raul Rosas Jr., Terrence Mitchell, Raul Rosas. He's bouncing back from that first loss. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the young guy. What, what's he like? Like nineteen now, twenty? Eighteen years, eleven months, one week. Not Oof. even nineteen yet. Yeah, he's a Vegas guy as well. You know, he's got very good jujitsu. Um, but he's young, you know, he's definitely young. You got to hope that he, he learned a lot from that loss. I remember, uh, Aljo did a session with him after that loss. Aljo was trying to help him out a little bit out in Vegas. Um, I think, I mean, you gotta, I always like to side with jujitsu. I, I don't really know much about the other guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, the other guy, he's only ever fought in Alaska until his last fight where he, was so grounded pounded in the first round. So yeah. yeah, only ever fought in Alaska. Yeah, I think this is this fight set up for uh Rosa Jr. to uh get back into the whim column. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like to me. But hey, it's a fight, man. It's a fight. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's a fight. We'll see. We'll see. Uh what other what other ones would we like on this card? I, I like Jasmine Jesuda Vicious, Tracy Cortez. That's gonna be a fun one. Jazz yeah. Jazz has um championship potential, it feels like both of these girls do. Yeah, I mean Tracy Cortez hasn't fought in a while, right? Yeah, a long time. I think she had um an injury, I believe. Yeah, so coming back from an injury. Um because she was supposed to fight Amanda Rebos last year, and then that was canceled. Hasn't had anything scheduled till now. Yeah, she's on. She's on a good fight win streak. She's on. She's winning fights. Uh, you gotta. You gotta think that she's got. She's got the momentum. She's a slight favorite. Um, not sure. I don't know too much about Jasmine. I like Jasmine. She's Canadian. She's a good wrestler. She's really good takedowns. Um. She's really strong when she gets on top, you know. Her only the only rough fight she had was Natalia Silva. That one she really she couldn't get going, but that the Silva girl's the the one that's beating up everybody right now, yeah, you she's know. She's a beast. So yeah. I looked really good. So I she, she goes for the top control, tries to get on top, ground and pound. Yeah, you think she could just uh wrestle wrestle fuck Chasey Cortez? I think she might be able to. She's gonna have the length. I'm pretty sure. What's the reach advantage? Three inch your, reach advantage. Would that be your strategy against Tracy? Yes. Yes. Try to get a takedown. I would try wrestle to get a takedown. Yes. Try to wrestle. I would try to wrestle. That is what I would try to do. That would be my my strategy for sure. 
the I mean, was very clever. They had of all the people they had modeled the new Venom kits, they chose Chasey. They could yeah. have had anyone on the card do it. They chose Chasey. Yes, that's that was a good choice. Those, those new kits look pretty sweet too. They do. I really do like them. They added some like accents on the sleeves and stuff. It kind of looks like a soccer kit now. I know. I gotta see what uh what the red with the yellow looks like. Yeah, I, 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 uh, well, you have to, uh, change your country of origin to change the, uh, color of your shorts. So I remember I was like, all right, I want red shorts with a yellow frivola. And I'm like, talking to them, I'm like, what country do I have to do to have red shorts with yellow and Kyrgyzstan? So I represent Kyrgyzstan and like my, my, uh, Instagram gets like flooded with messages from like Kyrgyzstan people. They're like, "Oh, thank you, brother. Kyrgyzstan is with you." And uh, and I remember one message I got is like, "Brother, Kyrgyzstan is with you, but I have to ask, why do you wear Kyrgyz? Why do you represent Kyrgyzstan?" And I remember I'm like, "I wanted red shorts with yellow writing, but I ride with Kyrgyzstan." <laughs> that's so sick. See, that's why I ride with Chev. I mean, Chev's from Kyrgyzstan. I, shout shout out to all my all the team rollers in Kyrgyzstan. I love you. Hell yes. Hell yes. I, I do like knowing the process for that. I, I was wondering if you could just hit them up and be like, hey, I want these shorts. I want the blue ones this week. No, you have to change your country of origin. But uh, wow. it like it still says like has the American flag like like on my when they announce me and stuff says I'm from USA. But on my uh, hoodie, on my shoulder of my hoodie, there's a Kyrgyzstan flag. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so sick. All right, should we put together an underdog card for this one? We're, we're running out of time here. We always get into it. We always get into it, you know? Yeah, look at us killing it. Just me and me and you, two to tango, me and Scoob. That's right. That's right. So what, what, are we, what are we thinking this week? I mean, I know you like uh, Kevin Holland. You said the, the striking and all that. You think he stands and bangs here? Um, It's hard to read. Yeah, yeah I do. I th- but, I mean – what are the options? Let's see. We got 57 and a half significant strikes, 41 and a half fantasy points, 11 and a half minute fight time. I think it'll be lower than that. I, I think somebody's going to get finished. Ooh, okay. Okay. We'll take the under. We'll take the lower there. Yeah, that's like an easy bet because you always want like finishes. Right, right, <laughs> right. You want a fun one. What do we got for Chev here? We got Chev significant strikes, 86 and a half. Hey, I mean, I like I like that. I think she- I think she's I think she's gonna come back this fight and and pull the trigger, you know, the gun. She's she's gonna she's gonna pull out our holster. She she's an assassin, she's a, a an agent, a double O agent, and uh she's gonna learn from that last fight and uh and and go for it. For sure, for sure. So we'll add that higher on here. Then we'll find one more. Find one more here. Rosas Juniors, 11 strikes. Imagine being predicted to get 11 strikes in one of your fights, dude. Yeah, right. I mean, what are the take the takedowns? Uh, two two takedowns? of them, two takedowns. I, I actually like that. I actually I do, do like, like that. that. All right, we're putting this in. This is our three-way here. We're putting this in. We're going to win this one. We're gonna win this one. I feel it. I feel it. We're we're get, we get so close, and then we just get like one thing goes wrong every week. 
So we got Kevin Holland lower 11 and a half fight time, 11 and a half minutes. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko higher 86 and a half significant strikes. And Raul Rosas Jr. higher two takedowns. Just seem to get two. Just two. Come on. It's two. I feel like, I feel like the Valentina one's going to fuck us. You think so? You think so? Yeah. She doesn't do it? I don't I, th- I think she does it. I think she does it. <laughs> yeah, she better. She better. Don't let she it, better. Don't let us down. She, I mean, if she does, well, forced retirement, forced retirement. <laughs> and then let's uh, let's talk next week's uh, next week's main event very quickly before we get out of here. Because yeah, every, Rafa, yeah, we got some lightweights. Oh yeah, I lo- I love Fazeev, man. He's the fucking man. Uh, I got to train with him out in Thailand uh, a couple times. He's super cool, super funny guy. Um, and I'm always I'm always rooting for him. I was I was training with him before he was in the UFC, and then I remember I was like I was training with him and Armin like back then, before they were both in the UFC, and I knew that both of these guys were like nasty. Um, and then and then I remember Rafa got into the UFC. Uh, he fought in like Moscow, uh, Russia, and he got like spinning back kick like knocked out like right off the bat and i was like holy shit but since then he's just been rattling off victories and really you know showing how good he is yeah he's one of those guys where his the way he strikes is so different you know he feels like an actual alien the way he swings it's just so powerful so crisp oh yeah it's like a, a monster yeah you know he's got a lot of muay thai fights he's been out there for a long time and uh, have you seen the video of him doing the Matrix, just dodging kicks? No, he, I gotta. I'll have to go find that. Uh, there's there's one uh, where he, he dodged a kick uh, in a Muay Thai fight in Thailand, and he was literally sideways. Like, uh, like I would have broke my back if I did it. Like Harry, Harry would definitely have broke his back if he tried to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's crazy. He's, I think he's like a former former special police officer, like a SWAT officer or something like that. So he definitely fights like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I always you always thought I always thought that his weakness would be his grappling. So he's gonna get tested in this one because Gamrot. Uh, the way that Gamrot just like constant, constantly shoots, uh, you know, with his with his striking shot, striking shot, striking shot, it's impressive, man. Uh, and his jujitsu is high level. I'm pretty sure he's uh, some kind of jujitsu champ, world champ. Um, and so this is going to be a real test for Rafa. Yeah, I mean, Gamrot's so good. Like you said, he hits you. He what he does. He hits with the left, and then he's like picking up the ankle with the right hand at the yeah. same time. It's absurd. Oh man, his setups like for his takedowns are are amazing, and uh, it's like it, it all it, like reminds me of Marab a little bit too. Like the way Marab like shoots his takedowns with his strikes, um, and is just relentless with it. Uh, that's like one thing that I really respect because wrestling is fucking hard. Right, right. And just to do it an entire fight, an entire 15 minutes, just not stopping is just absurd. And it, like you said, it'll be interesting to see if he neutralizes Fiziev with that that um, relentlessness like Marab does against a guy like Peter Jan. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's what it's going to come down to. Yep, yep. It'll be much like we talked earlier, the chef fight. Is, can Fiziev get his, the looks he wants? Is he willing to shoot? the looks he's actually getting 
with a camera on his face. We'll see. We will see. But chat, that's going to do it for us. Two to Tango, number eight is in the books. Uh, we hope you enjoy UFC Noche tomorrow. Make sure you give us a like, give us a subscribe, wherever you're listening. Follow us. Follow Matt on Twitter. Follow the Scoob on Twitter. Uh, Matt, you got anything exciting you want to tell the people about? Uh, just tune in for Charlie Campbell, man. I'm so pumped for uh, the cannibal. Uh, you know, he's fighting. I think he's like the first or second fight of the night. Um, and then on the contender series on Tuesdays coming uh, the quiet man, Dylan Montello. He's uh, he's ready to go. Um, and we're rolling, man. The steamroll is in shape. Uh, I'm coming for Billy Q. When I go down there, I'm just going to beat the piss out of him the entire time. Just humble him. Remind him who top dog is. And uh, I can't wait for him to buy me all the Buddy Brew down there because we made a bet for the Bills-Jets game. Um, and Buddy Brew is like this coffee shop that has like the uh, most outrageous, outrageously priced avocado toast. And oh, it's no. <laughs> and it's so good. Um, and we made a bet that whoever loses has to pay for the Buddy Brew. So I'm gonna go to Buddy Brew every day and invoice him. And uh, I can't wait. Hell yes, hell yes. We're looking forward to all of that. Hope you all have a good week. Hope Matt has a good week. And we will see you all next Friday for Fizzy of Gamrot. I think I'll try to get Renato Moicano back in the house for this one. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Money Moicano. All right. Peace out, chat. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.